from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello, Piet. How are you, my friend? I'm doing all right, Jordan. I'm missing live music, but uh, I've been enjoying these kind of live stream concerts and even festivals that have kind of started up in, in the void of concerts. Um, there's even one called the Uncancelled Music Festival. It was started by a couple of Milwaukee guys, and they had like 400 acts like Beach Bunny and Snail Mail. They raised like $80,000 with 70% of revenue going to like independent music venues and to performing musicians. I mean, it's really cool how in, a, in an era where live music has been impacted so dramatically by this pandemic, we're finding really creative ways that people are going out there to express themselves, to connect, and to help people in need. Because there's a lot of people in need right now, especially in the music scene. Absolutely. And of course, some of this is, you know, just great entertainment where there's cool ways for you to see some of your favorite artists perform at a time when you can't go see them live. But a lot of this has a real touch of philanthropy and ultimately an opportunity to build community. I love what you're talking about with helping out local venues. And there's an effort here in Milwaukee to help local venues as well. Coming up this weekend is the Forward Fest. This music festival is going to be a virtual experience happening at some of our favorite venues that you and I have talked about here on the podcast. We've been wondering, how is X-Ray Arcade doing? What's going on at the CAC? Club. Well, we're going to talk about that now with the founders of Forward. We've got Jason and Andy with us on the podcast today. How are you guys? Hi, thanks for having us. Hey, nice to talk to you. Thank you guys for staying safe at home and reaching out to us today on Tapped In. Uh, Piet, I mean, we know what's happening, but I would think it would be great to just hear from the guys on exactly like what are we going to experience this weekend and what is Forward Fest? Uh, Forward Fest is going to be a uh, three-day long uh, Instagram live based music festival. Uh, since we all have to be locked up in our houses, we, we wanted to try to create some uh, sense of community and optimism and, and show people, you know, we can get through this together and, and we're all still here. Um, so venues are going to take one night each uh, Cactus Club on Friday, Cooperage on Saturday, and X Ray on Sunday. And they're going to have six artists perform on their Instagram live account. Uh, and it will also be streamed on twitch.tv uh, slash B-I-Z-S-N-E-S business. Right on. And and it's more than just getting our favorite venues and our favorite musicians together. You guys have also got the creative community on the visual side as, as well involved. Jason, I saw a really cool trailer that Samer made. And, and I saw that each poster has a unique artist for each venue. Yeah, um, I think uh, when we initially launched this idea, I thought, awesome, we get to make posters. <laughs> so as like a, as a graphic designer, I knew exactly who I wanted to have make those posters. So for Cactus Club, uh, we have Sydney Machuda. For Cooperage, we have David Zimmerman. And for X-Ray Arcade, we have Lauren Cook. They're amazing local Milwaukee illustrators. And for the the actual like event announcement poster um we asked whitney anderson to create that and they all they all did it in such a, a really genuine and beautiful way they all have such diverse artistic styles which is why i asked them and um it was just really great to work with them it's really cool and it really gives the whole event kind of a feel like an actual physical festival which is something that i'm missing so much i think so many people are missing so much Spring is a time where these festivals really kind of start to either get announced or start to happen in the city. And so for this poster angle to be part of it makes it really tangible. Um, and then there's the lineup too, which is a, just an incredible, incredible lineup. And you guys have really amassed some of the best of the best in the Milwaukee music scene. 
Um, Andy, tell me a little bit about the, the lineup and um, it really kind of spans all sorts of styles and, and varieties and, and experiences and genres. Yeah, uh, we wanted to to reach out to uh, everyone who we thought could help spread the word the furthest. And uh, these are all musicians that are, are friends and um, people that I've, I've performed with and, and people who I've admired from a distance as well. Um, so it was uh, very... Um, very nice that so many people were willing to participate in this because all the artists are donating their time to do this to benefit these um, venues. Uh, obviously, we can't, you know, uh, people might want to donate to the artists as well, and they're they're free to do that because <laughs> uh, they're also out of uh, out of work. Yeah, totally. And those artists, again, I mean, on Friday, you've got, it ranges from Mark Waldock, you know, kind of a veteran singer-songwriter, to Classic is on that lineup that day, and electronic musician Luxie. You've got on Saturday, Chris Porterfield of uh, Field Report, Sister Strings, Shalei Berry, Paper Holland, which you're in, Andy, uh, Reina as well. Um, and Sunday, I mean, you've got Telethon, just a great pop-punk band, Rose of the West, a uh, really great band, Kelly Conway, Graham Hunt, Greatest Lakes, Dramatic Lovers, um, it's just a really awesome lineup with six bands every single day. So, and I think it helps, the idea of this festival, the, of the community coming together, I think helps to kind of create a wide net and a broad reach and hopefully it can really do a, a really big impact for these venues and for these artists who just can't really work right now and can't make money right now. Again, the Forward Music Festival is this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's easy to get to because it's in your pocket on your phone on Instagram. You can check out the live feed and uh, go to RadioMilwaukee.org for more details on the whole lineup. Coming up next on the podcast, we're going to talk with Jason and Andy about uh, the temperature of the water here in the live music scene and what's the future of live music going to look like in our city. That's next on Tapped In. Stay tuned. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out your donor benefits and the thank you gifts to show off your 88.9 pride. Okay, we are back. It's Jordan Lee from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. And of course, with me is Piet Levy from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about the music that comes into our city and the music that comes out of our city. Well, both of them are on a pause right now as we kind of deal with this unprecedented times. But Piet, you've done some great articles and written a lot about like, what does this mean now? And also, what does this mean in the future? We've talked a lot about the, the efforts that were going on for small venues to make sure that their communities, their staff, their team stays well during all of this and this forward fest lines right up with all of those efforts yeah exactly i mean this the, the margins for the music scene are really thin especially when you look at like kind of the local level and the small venue level um and, and andy you can talk a little about this too with your perspective from a musician standpoint but i mean we're talking about you know musicians who really rely on those gigs and that money suddenly it's just wiped out and it's wiped out indefinitely and music venues that um, really operate gig to gig. And, and again, with those really thin margins, they don't have any of those gigs to really rely on, uh, which is why you've seen Cactus Club, Miramar Theater, uh, Jazz Estate, um, you know, X-Ray Arcade really turn to these GoFundMe campaigns, turn to new merchandise lines, turn to kind of creative ways to try to make some sort of revenue to make sure that they do exist uh, after we get through this, this uh, kind of indefinite weird time. Um, because it's just a long time. The longer this goes on, the harder it's going to be for some of these musicians and venues to bounce back, which are really, really, I think, critical, and I'm sure you'd all agree, to the character of Milwaukee. And, you know, we need those artists to really kind of thrive in order to make our city a richer place. 
Um, but Andy, I mean, as a, as a musician, tell me how this impacted you directly and in, in talking to other musicians and talking to some of those venue operators since you're, you know, you're right there on the front lines and, and you know, hit by this directly. Uh, well, it hit me directly by needing to cancel a few shows. And also the, uh, I think the initial um, information that the city was going to be uh, like shut down happened uh, while I was performing a show. So I found out, wow. uh, I think either right before we went on stage or right after we got off stage, I lost track now because I have no concept of time anymore. Um but yeah, we, we found out right at our last show that uh, everything was going to be shut down. So I had to cancel several shows. And um, I mean, I, I, I'm fairly lucky that I, I have a, a, a different job, uh, which I guess is, um, it's great that I'm still able to work, but a lot of artists, their sole income is uh, performing um, and, and, you know, and selling merchandise and, touring and, and that's come to a complete halt now. Um, so it's, it's impacted, you know, all musicians who perform live, um, obviously some more than others and the venues that host them. So it's hard for me to even imagine a, a, you know, a city like Milwaukee or any city without a place like Cactus Club or X-Ray Arcade. Um, I think for, for listeners, I don't know, Jason, maybe you want to weigh in, um, you know, on what do you think, it would mean to potentially lose these kinds of places that you're campaigning to try to make sure are going to be okay with something like the Ford Music Festival. What do they really add to the city? These venues, I feel like they, they're kind of like the lungs of the city, right? Like they create a place where people can express themselves, you know, whether that's through music or going to participate in music. I think, I think music is such a communal thing and it's, it's a great way for, artists to tell their stories, uh, you know, and then also for people to have those stories that they're, those stories through, through music kind of resonate with them. And I think that's something that live music just does in a way that you, I mean, it's live, right? So you need to be there to experience it. So the idea of like not having that, like not dance, like I was, I was driving today and I was thinking like, man, when was the last time I was even like, uh, at Mad Planet <laughs> or something, right? Like, yeah. and kind of be in a space with more than just one or two people. Like, and and also be, share that space and not have to like be super super aware of what I'm touching and how I'm interacting with them. And I think, I think being in those spaces just we're really kind of losing that that kind of that harmony of community that the spaces really create. Yeah. I couldn't have said that better. I mean, Jason, you're absolutely right about the uh, the analogy of the lungs because I, I really do feel strongly about the, the the creative economy in our city. You all have to agree with me on this podcast. It is better than it was a decade ago. We are in a really cool place um, as far as the output, the creative juices that are flowing right now. The collaboration is better than it's ever been. Um, and all of that is really what helps to fuel the greater parts of the city. You know, the other things that, you know, you're talking about business and people are concerned about, quote unquote, the economy. And you don't really retain that kind of amazing talent and you don't retain that kind of cultural identity without the creative juices and flow 
that comes from the city. Piet brought something up earlier that I thought was an interesting thing to ask you guys about as well, which is, is this something we're going to have to maybe get used to? Because Piet, I mean, you should chime in. We know right now we're, we're going to go through a couple of phases before we get back to quote unquote normal anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, on Monday, Governor uh, Evers had announced the, uh, the Badger Balance Back plan. And there's obviously going to be, there's kind of pushback from, uh, you know, Republican legislatures. But basically the way things stand now is he has this three-phase plan for when Wisconsin can kind of basically reopen and the economy, we can kind of get back to some sort of sense of normal. Um, but it's not until, the, the plan itself doesn't even start until uh, 14 days of consecutive, 14 consecutive days with no new coronavirus cases with the, with declines. Um, if we can go on with, with, with that for 14 days, there would be a phase one, which is still pretty, um, I don't think rigid is the right word, but still very um, conservative or, you know, um, safe uh, in the sense that you can't have more than groups of 10 people and, and things like that. Um, where it so would, Nomad Planet, Jason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mad, Planet, Mad Planet would still not open in phase one. Um, basically, when you're talking about local venues and bands performing, they probably wouldn't get back into things until phase two. And under phase two, essentially, um, you could have uh, gatherings of 50 people or less. Uh, and you could have, and bars can reopen under phase two with some social distancing requirements. So even if they, they do open up, it'll be pretty different. Um, so, you know, and then that could also be a challenge for some smaller venues, like a Cactus Club or an X-Ray Arcade, depending on how strict those social distancing guidelines are. Um, so when things come back, they're not going to necessarily come back as they were before. It'll still be very different. Um, and so looking at this, I mean, we could be in this for a bit, I mean, for a while. I mean, uh, you know, uh, the governor was saying that he has a safer at home policy going on through Memorial Day weekend. But even so, he said he, we probably wouldn't hit phase one before then. Um, so we're talking about, you know, it, it could be deeper into the summer, or potentially even later until maybe um, an X-ray arcade can open again. So what impact do you think they'll have, uh, Jason and Andy, on local musicians and local venues if they're going to have to stay dark for many more months? Uh, and, and how can these virtual music festivals potentially help or what else needs to come together to help uh, during this time? Well, I think that um, more and more people start to dip their toes in this. Uh, the majority of musicians that we reached out to we're like, I would love to help. How do I go live on Instagram? <laughs> so it's it's a very new thing, um, and and there's you know there's other ways to do this. It's not you know Instagram that's the only option, um, but I think hopefully this shows people that like as an artist you can do this. You know, people will uh, you know we hope people will see it and they'll share what they can and and there's like a a change at least we're all understanding we're all going through this together and you know this for the time being this is kind of just how it has to be unless you don't want to consume this type of entertainment which is and we'll see if that is the case uh, but i certainly hope not especially like you said in milwaukee where you know we have so many festivals and we just uh, we have no idea when you can announce mm -hmm. anything or when you can even book anything and you know it's just completely up in the air right now so just uh i, th I think it's going to be like this for a while and i think if people can figure out how to do it well enough it can continue to be like this even once things open up again 
Um, but I am actually very interested in seeing what happens when uh, venues are allowed to open up and even have, uh, you know, uh, a set amount of people they come uh, that they can allow in at a time to see if, you know, um, people have a, a revived interest in live music and getting out and supporting local. And, you know, if you can only have 50 people, are there are those 50 tickets going to sell out immediately now? Or, you know, I, I think there's going to be a lot more people who are uh, excited to get out and <laughs> see music as soon as we can. Well, and Andy, I have to guess that that 50 people selling tickets for a show, that really affects your margins and how you're paying your musicians and your team and your creative force. Like, that's just not a lot of money to go around. That's, yeah, absolutely. That's a, but there's, you know, there's uh, performers are going to perform. So So I think they're going to, they're going to get out there and and do it for as many people as they can fit into a room. Uh, as many as people uh, that they can get in there legally. Yeah. I think with, with, like you said, the margins were already thin to begin with. I, I think they become thinner and I think we'll be relying on things like these um, streaming festivals, possibly bigger pushes on merch sales, other forms of, of revenue. I know some um, Milwaukee musicians have tried like online music lessons and, you know, songwriting classes and things like that too. I think that's going to have to become, they're going to have to become more and more dependent on that. And, Venues are probably going to become more and more dependent on creative ideas and merchandise sales to support those venues, uh, even when things start to kind of open. Because when they open, it'll be very gradual and uh, it'll be kind of, yeah, spaced out and you probably won't be able to, the clubs won't be quite as packed. And and they're probably, you know, even though I, I personally and a lot of people are going to be just really eager to get back and see music again, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people who might be a little hesitant to do so until we're really, really in the all clear until like a vaccine has been found um so so do you guys think i mean i'm really eager to see how this kind of takes off what kind of feedback have you gotten so far on on the festival and uh have you heard more about where it can kind of go from here uh you know i i see what you guys are doing two guys who just kind of did this together um we mentioned in the on-air podcast there's a couple of guys in los angeles from milwaukee originally who are uh, entrenched in the music industry who've kind of put together this giant music festival with like 400 performers so far. That's just kind of an ongoing thing. Or I see um, the FPC live uh, venues in Madison, like the Sylvie and stuff kind of doing some streaming concerts and content, things like that. Um, so is this forward music festival? Do you see that as kind of the springboard? Are we going to see a lot more players come together? Do we need to see a lot more players come together and, and musicians team up and venues team up to really try to make this an ongoing continued effort to raise awareness and, and to raise money? You know, um, Piet, that's a good question. I, I would, for one, really hope so. I would hope that people would kind of see this thing um, and be like, okay, well, this is kind of a proven concept. Um, this is how these these two people did it. And we did it in really short short order. Like, I think it was just a couple of days of emailing a few people and then doing things, what was it, two weeks ago? Like, and here we are now kind of facing this thing. And I would I would hope that people could see how quickly and and kind of, genuinely and organically it came together and they could say okay well what if we did this in this way and we could really do this with like even larger sponsors and have an even greater impact in the community so i can't say that that will happen but i would just love for this to turn into something that would just you know kind of blossom into dozens of these maybe moves into visual art in some way and maybe it's benefiting like milwaukee public schools or, or other types of of institutions that are also like desperately in need of uh, ways to kind of connect to the community right now. 
No, I think that's a great point. And there's there's so much need out there, and you've got a lot of artists who want to connect out there and do what they can, and that's a great way for them to be able to do that is is to create these kinds of events like this and, and to try to help those people in need. And I think that need's going to be going on kind of indefinitely. You know, it, it'll go on even when some clubs start to open up again because it will be slow to open up and it'll be slow for people to kind of get back to the way things were. So, you know, even when you know, an x-ray arcade or whatever opens its doors for the first time. It's not like it's out of the woodwork immediately. And it's like, it's a magic wand and then things are back to normal and they're going to be, you know, um, yeah. doing like flourishing. Right. I, I think that uh, it would be great if venues got involved in this and they just started live streaming all their performances. <laughs> um, I, I think, uh, you know, you can, you know, I'm not feeling well. Uh, but I would love to see this show. So I'll pay, right. you know, $1, $2, $5 to support this venue and these artists who are doing this, even though I'm under the weather and I'm, but I still want to view this. So I think, I think if that becomes the shift that happens, you know, live music mm. still takes place and the people who the extroverts who want to get out there and, and dance and, and drink and all that, they have that place to do that. But people who want to stay home don't have to be cut off from a community. They can, be part of the community, but in a different way. Andy, that's a beautiful sentiment. I, I, I guess I hadn't really thought of it that way, but like what we've talked a lot about uh, at the station and, and within my industry of, of, of like with radio, like what's going to stick after this? What are we going to keep doing? I haven't really had the time to talk to venue operators. And I mean, you guys have been directly talking to them right now. And I'm wondering if ideas like that, do you think that we will see some like positive changes out of all of this, you know, perceived negative things that are going on? I mean, that idea right there, not only does that help people who just aren't extroverted, but also helps people who have like mobility and access issues and, yeah, and financial, there's financial strain. I mean, just because I want to support doesn't mean I have the money to go pay the cover charge. You know, like there are things that stop people from being a part of a community, whereas this, there's really no barrier for participation. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. I think like... Um... I'm on Instagram and uh, I think like many of us are right. But like, it's been, it's been fun kind of being at home and just kind of like goofing off and messaging people. And you see somebody goes live and you're like, Oh, I'm going to watch this show now. And all of a sudden you're watching this like live concert by this musician, like somewhere in the world. And it's, I think that's really kind of an exciting thing that people are able to do now that people that we maybe not, maybe we wouldn't have been so excited about or, or apt to even participate in um, even a month or two ago. Right. So yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, for me, I, I've still am, I'm reeling with the, uh, I've been watching the producer battles that have been happening and watching RZA battle DJ premiere and seeing every rapper I've ever loved my entire life comment <laughs> uh, was an experience that made me realize there is no thing that's ever existed like this before. There was never a time where Q-Tip and Jazzy Jeff were simultaneously riffing about whose beat was better, premieres or Rizzas. I mean, it's just, it's unprecedented and it's cool. And I like yeah. it and I hope that things like this happen in the future for us. It's so great. Hey, I want to thank both of you guys for not only joining us today for the podcast, but also just really putting your money where your mouth is here on this one. You guys are showing and proving that if we want something to be changed, we got to change it. If we want something to be saved, we've got to save it. We've got to roll up our sleeves and do the work. And I got to tell you, we're proud to sponsor this and support it. And we thank you guys for the work you're doing. Thank you so much. Thanks thank you for, for sponsoring it. <laughs>
Of course, that's what we're here for. Radio Milwaukee, you can find this podcast at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, Piet's got more up on at jsonline.com, including uh, our article. Is Piet, is that article still up on ways you can support stations that are looking for help? Yeah, absolutely. Ways you can support uh, musicians, uh, how local venues are impacted, all sorts of stuff there. If you go to jsonline.com slash music, we are really on top of all the coverage and all the impact. And honestly, if you go to jsonline.com, my colleagues, I think, are doing really essential work in terms mm-hmm. of how this is impacting the community. We couldn't do it without subscribers, so I'm going to make a, a, a plug here. We really need a yeah. subscriber support because I think we're doing really, really critical work, especially at a time when we need the facts and we need truth and we need uh, we need awareness out there about what's going on in our community. So uh, please consider subscribing if you don't subscribe already. As a fellow subscriber, I'm going to echo that and tell you, again, if you care about something, invest in it. Now is the time. Tapped In is produced by Kenny Perez. Our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from you, the community, and our members who keep this content on the air. Andy, Jason, Piet, I thank you guys for joining me and I'll see you next time. Thank you. Have a good one.